thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. I very rarely do celebrity weird news, uh, but here's one I just had to cover because I thought it was great. Paul McCartney says that he masturbated with John Lennon and it was, quote, good harmless fun. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? You're masturbating with John Lennon. Of course it's good harmless fun, right? It's, a, it's nothing gay about that. Just, it's John Lennon. Come on. It's a good time. <laughs> hey, Jude. No making... In an interview with GQ published on Tuesday, Paul McCartney got extremely candid with the men's magazine, and he shared a brief anecdote about a group masturbation, a group masturbation session involving himself, John Lennon, and three of John Lennon's friends. And now I'm going to do a terrible Paul McCartney accent ex, uh, impression, so brace yourself. Well, it was all over John's house. It was just a group of us. And instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying... <laughs> I don't even know if we were staying over or anything. We were just all just in these chairs and the lights were out and somebody started masturbating, so we all did. <laughs> McCartney then went into further detail, saying that the five boys encouraged each other to shout various names of celebrities during the group masturbation session. Because <laughs> that gets you rip-roaring, right? We were just like, Bridget Bardot, woo! And then everyone would thrash a bit more. <laughs> I think it was John sort of said... Winston Churchill, and we all laughed. <laughs> That's so funny, by the way. How funny was John Lennon to yell out Winston Churchill in the middle of a group masturbation session? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, it wasn't a big thing, but, you know, it was just the kind of thing you, you didn't think much of. It was just a group. Yeah, it's quite raunchy when you think about it, but there's so many things like that from when you're a kid that you look back on it and you're like, did we do that? But it was good and harmless fun. It didn't hurt anyone. <laughs> Not even Bridget Bardot. <laughs> but I guess it doesn't say the age. I'm going to guess it was like when they were children that they did this, right? It doesn't say. It doesn't give the age in the article. <laughs> they were drinking and partying, but that, they could have been 14 in doing this. Um, <laughs> the former Beatle also opened up about sexual encounters with groupies and dispelled long-believed myths about band member orgies. In addition to more wholesome tales of his younger self wanting to be a Catholic truck driver. A Catholic truck driver? Is that a, is that a profession? I've never heard of such a thing. How does that work? Do you dress like a priest and dra- deliver like ice cream? Like, what? how does that work? I don't understand. <laughs> Catholic truck driver. Can anyone help me wrap my head around that? Um, this is so funny, by the way. And, and I love how he said it was, you know, he talked about masturbating with a bunch of boys back in the day and just said, hey, you know, it was good, clean fun. I just love, it's just a very healthy way to look at, I think, uh, your childhood sexuality. I think a lot of people would be ashamed of that and be like, ooh, ooh, like, ah, it was just good, clean fun. We were just trying to discover who the hell we are. That's what you are. You know, I had, when I was a child, I remember one of my childhood friends named Dennis, uh, I stayed over his house. I must've been like, I don't know, nine, 10, 11, who knows? I, I was so young. Uh, and, and Dennis, Dennis tried to kiss me. And and I don't, I don't look I don't look back on that like oh my god Dennis was trying to be gay on me I go I just look back at that and I say no no, Dennis was just trying to figure it out just trying to figure it out we all at that when we're young we don't even know what the hell we are and what we want we're just trying to figure it out, Dennis was just trying to test what whatever was on the menu I'm like hey you know maybe I'll like this let me try this <laughs> I didn't like it <laughs> I didn't want Dennis I didn't want Dennis kissing me mostly because Dennis smelled and had lice. <laughs> 
But, you know, when you grow up in a trashy neighborhood like me, this is what you get for friends. <laughs> and I was happy to have a friend. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, so call in and tell me how shitty my, call, my Paul McCartney impression was. That's what I want to hear from you, <laughs> you, you weirdos. <laughs> also, if you have some sort of weird childhood <laughs> sexuality discovery story, please call into Weird AF News and share that, share that with me. Uh, actually, maybe not. Maybe not do that. I, I think that might be too much for me to handle. I really do. And, uh, yeah. But in case you do want to call it, the number 646-450-2012. Love you. Pat Robertson casts a magic spell against Hurricane Florence. Pat Robertson declares a, quote, shield of protection against the hurricane. He's like Harry Potter, isn't he? Only with, only with Jesus. Prominent televangelist Pat Robertson casts a, quote, shield of protection ahead of Hurricane Florence to protect the mainland and all of us. With the help of Jesus, we will, we will create a big shield. Uh, with the help of Jesus and Marvel Comics, we will create a big shield to protect us from a hurricane. Oh, boy. Uh, this video came about yesterday. Hilarious. Uh, it was shared online by Right Wing Watch. In, uh, in the video, Robertson casts a magic spell against Hurricane Florence while citing a passage from the Bible in which Jesus commands the wind and water on the Sea of Galilee to be still. Speaking at a special prayer service at the Christian Broadcasting Network in Virginia, which is currently in the projected path of Hurricane Florence, the conservative evangelical, evangelical leader ordered Hurricane Florence not to harm any of his facilities and to turn back out to sea. Yes. Let's hear some of it. The name of Jesus, you Hurricane Florence, we speak to you in the name of Jesus, and we command the storm to cease its forward motion and go harmlessly into the Atlantic, go up north away from land and veer off in the name of Jesus. We declare in the name of the Lord that you shall go no farther, you shall do no damage in this area. We declare a shield of protection all over Tidewater, and we declare a shield of protection over those innocent people. A shield of protection. We declare it in the name of Jesus. Um, this is probably going to work. It's probably going to. It's probably going to. It's probably going to keep the hurricane from hitting the shores. Uh, is my guess. <laughs> oh, the magic spells. Pat Robertson casts a magic spell against Hurricane Florence, de- declaring a shield of protection. And uh, I want to ask you guys, uh, my fellow weirdos, do you think the shield of protection is going to work? Do you think it's strong enough? To stop nature, I want to know. Please call into Weird AF News and tell me what you think. You know what's sad is um, how many, there was, the, the camera, that was a YouTube video I was playing. The camera shows all of these people in this church, these poor people who have been duped. <laughs> and they're just so, oh, it's so sad. They've given money to this maniac, is my guess. And they're, they're just like buying into this force field that he's creating. They're, they're like concentrating with him to create the shield, the shield of protection. Oh, it's just so sad. Someone want to tell me what the difference is between that and um, when I was playing Dungeons and Dragons as a level 14 magic user and I cast my shield of protection around my friends. <laughs> there's something, there's some, you know, correlation there, I think. There's some parallels <laughs> between. 
<laughs> Fundamentalist religion and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I'm going to say that. <laughs> I was casting spells. Shit, man. I was good at it, too. I was a good magic user. At fireballs, lightning bolts. You know what I'm saying? Dispel magic. Detect magic. Detect traps. I was. I got all that shit. Did that stuff all the time. And if I wanted to cast a shield of protection against a hurricane that was coming over to my party, I could have totally done that shit, too. With my magic user. <laughs> Forget my magic user's name. It was something stupid. Because I thought I was so cool back then. Um, and then I got, I became an adult and I realized I'm not cool. <laughs> oh, yes. Weird AF News. Where we cover fantasy. Natural disasters. Religion. The paranormal. Dumb criminals. And everything wrong with Florida. A novelist who wrote, quote, how to murder your husband has been accused of killing her husband. Yes. Yes, indeed. I had a couple people send me this article, and one of these people knows this person who was killed. This is kind of crazy, and it's out of Portland, Oregon. A romance novelist accused of killing her husband wrote an online essay about seven years ago entitled, How to Murder Your Husband. They should have had a, they should have had a camera on her the whole time. And by the way, how do you even comfort- comfortably marry and live with a woman who once, you know, if you are a husband, if she once wrote an essay called How to Murder Your Husband, I'd be a little, that should raise some alarms, I would think. I'd be like, uh, yeah, we, we need to break up. Uh, I did some online research on you, and I noticed that you several years ago wrote an essay on how to murder me. So I figured this ain't going to happen. <laughs> Not on my watch. The signs are there. Nancy Crampton Brophy is her name, age 68. She was arrested last week, charged with murder and unlawful use of a weapon. Her arrest comes months, months after her husband was found shot to death inside the Oregon Culinary Institute in Portland, where he was a beloved chef and a beloved instructor of the culinary persuasion. Uh, she wrote an essay in 2011. This is where the twist is. The essay was entitled... How to Murder Your Husband. <laughs> and it was published in The Oregonian, which is a, and also a blog that was pretty popular. In the essay, she writes, quote, As a romantic suspense writer, I spend a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently about police procedure. After all, if the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. Well, bitch, you're spending time in jail, all right? <laughs> so, obviously, all of your research into how to... Uh, you know, on, on police procedure and how to circumvent police procedure, none of it worked because you're going to jail for killing per- a person because you're terrible. You're a terrible human being. Crampton Brophy also lists motives for killing a husband, including financial and cheating and abusing. And uh, so, well, all right, well, listen, did her husband do any of those things? Was her husband abusing her? I don't have all the facts, so maybe I should hold off on my judgment. I don't have all the facts. I don't know if he had done something to her that was really terrible. Uh, so we need more information, I guess, is what I'm saying. Cause if, if, you know, if, if he's been threatening her life, you know, then there's, there's something to, you know, you got to protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? You got to protect yourself. But that being said, if you're an author who writes about murder and even wrote an essay about how to murder a husband, you got to take more protection for yourself. If you're going to, if you're going to take care of your husband this way. And maybe, maybe avoid murder altogether and just like go to the authorities and say, look, I'm concerned with my safety and my life. Can, we, can you help me out here? 
uh, and and don't even delve into the to the area of murder whatsoever uh, because of your background. Uh, she also wrote, "It is easier to wish people dead than to actually kill them." But the thing I know about murder is that every one of us have it in him or her when pushed far enough. Wow. She was arraigned in court. They haven't released details about her role in the husband's death. An ongoing, an ongoing investigation is, is happening. Uh, yeah, this is, this is pretty sad. Um, but the irony, the irony, that's why this article stands out to me, is the weirdness of it that someone who wrote an essay about murdering the husband then murdered the husband. You would have thought she'd be better at it. Not, not the case. Now, turns out murder is very hard. It's hard. Although she says we all have it in us, also it's hard to get away with. It's hard to get away with. Maybe it's not so hard to do it. I don't know, depending on the circumstances. Uh, someone could push you to the edge of murder. Of course, of course. Uh, hard to get away with, though. It just is. It just is. You know, the cops are, you know, they're all over social media now. You can't hide, you know. You, you murder someone, then you post those pictures on Instagram. Bam, cops find it right away these days. They're on there, man. You used to be able to murder someone, post a pic, and you could go a couple years before anyone would find it. <laughs> now the cops are scouring Facebook. They're looking for that shit. So it's definitely hard to get away with murder these days. That's just my opinion. But what am I? I don't, I don't, I don't write for a, a crime show. I did, uh, I, I did play someone who, who committed a major crime on a television show called Gotham. So I do know a little bit about uh, the uh, interrogation process because I was interrogated very, very severely by the two stars of that show. Yes, uh, Ben and what's the other guy's name? Donald Logue. Oh, great guys. I had the best day. Those guys were so sweet. I mean, they interrogated the shit out of me, but they were so sweet. Okay, I'm on a, I'm, I don't, what's wrong? I'm high. I'm sorry. Weird AF News, where weirdos come to raise an eyebrow or two or get a few laughs with your host, Comedian Jonesy. What's up, weirdos? It's Jonesy. I had an email or two that were just, it just touched, they touched me. The emails touched me. Uh, This is from Jason. Hey, Jonesy, I'm from South Africa. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now. It's great to keep it up. It's great. Keep it up. I sometimes wonder if I'm your only fan here in South Africa. Just love the lighter side of life that you portray in your podcast. If you ever come here to do a live show, give me a shout. Would love to see it. Jason. Yeah, I would love to go to South Africa. Totally. And I would love to do a show there. Everybody speaks English from what I hear. So I could totally do my stand-up comedy and uh, it could be a success. Uh, and by the way, maybe maybe you are my only fan in South Africa. That could be a thing. I don't know. I've never been reached out to by anybody in South Africa that listens to the podcast. So thank you, Jason. That makes me feel very, very appreciative, appreciated, very loved, and very international. <laughs> Shout out to Jason. Uh, also, who else emailed me? We had a... Um... Oh, greetings from Spain. Another one. Man, I'm going international. This is pretty cool. Uh, yo, what's up, Jonesy? Ever since I've discovered your podcast on Google Play, every day I go to work, I listen to it, and let me tell you that it makes me laugh, and at the same time gives me joy seeing that there are crazier people than me. Keep up the good work. Don't lose your edge. You are the man. Have a good one. And then, uh, P.S., don't have money to be a sponsor on Patreon, but let me offer you another thing. A couple months subscription of something that she's... Oh, that's, that's very nice of you to offer me a subscription on some... I don't know what this is, but I'll, I'll look into it, uh... There was a, there's a link that he posted, and uh, 
Constantine is his name. Constantine Mania. Thank you, Constantine. That is so sweet of you. That makes me feel really good. I love, look at, you know, I, I read a terrible review that I got yesterday. Someone hates my laugh. <laughs> I mean, more than one person hates my goddamn laugh. Uh, so that's always like a punch to the gut. But like, then there, I get these emails that are just like, they're, oh my God, they're so awesome, man. They make me so happy and, and they make me uh, very satisfied in knowing that what I'm doing is touching people uh, everywhere, you know, Spain here, South Africa. I mean, how cool is that? So not just the U.S., but I'm going global, baby. <laughs> Weird AF News, we're taking it global. And you can help Weird AF News go global. How do you like that segue? By donating to my Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And I'm, I'm, I got like 16 or 15 Patreon patrons, so like I'm killing it. Uh, I released uh, yesterday some uh, B-sides, or was it two days ago? A bunch of stories that I didn't cover on the show. Hilarious. And today I'm going to be releasing the prank calls to Florida. Uh, on the Patreon. So you have to be a Patreon to listen to these extra bonus things. But yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about the uh, prank calls to Florida. Uh, Every time I do prank calls, I start with a premise and then I call various places and then put forth that premise. This premise was uh, my stripper girlfriend. I have a girlfriend who's a stripper and I want to I want to get her off the pole and into a new industry. And so I call various places of business to see if they'll hire her. (laughs) It's pretty damn funny. (laughs) <laughs> Most of the businesses were mini golf places, but I also called a, I also called the fire department. <laughs> As you can imagine how good that would be. She's really good on polls, guys. Uh, so it's very funny. And you got to be a patron to listen to it. So um, I'm just putting that out there. I'm going to be publishing that today. Uh, feel free anytime. Call into Weird AF News. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, 646-450-2012. Email me funnyjones at gmail.com. Email me anything. If you want to insult me, give me a compliment, send me an article. It's all good. Send me some free shit. I don't care. Um, I'm just happy to be alive today. <laughs> also, on, uh, on Instagram, it's at funnyjones. On Twitter, at funnyjones. And Facebook, it's comedianjonesy. Thank you so much, guys.